What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey, folks. It's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. Back here with the Locked on Bucks podcast. Uh, happy Monday to you guys. Here we are, episode 26, uh, starting our sixth week on the podcast. Uh, and more importantly, starting week one of the 2016 NFL season. Uh, we got lots to get to in terms of catching up on a busy weekend of transactions uh, as the Bucks get down to uh, their 53-man roster uh, and their first 10-man practice squad. Uh, just a ton of things to recap there. But more than anything else, you wake up on Monday, uh, and it's game week. Uh, Sunday, the Bucks are in Atlanta for week one. Um, I'm on a plane in five days, so it's crazy to think about. You blink, uh, and it's not training camp. It's not the preseason. It's it's here. Uh, so very excited we have a game week to talk about. We'll have lots to talk about all this week about the Falcons, about reunions for Dirk Cutter and Mike Smith with uh, players they coached for a long time there in Atlanta. Uh, but the most important thing is, is cuts here, is getting back. Uh, I always feel like on these Monday podcasts we do previously on Locked on Bucks, but uh, last, last, when we last podcasted, uh, Friday morning, Bucks still had 75 players on their roster, uh, just starting to get the, the trickle-down of players that would lead to their 53. So I want to start the podcast uh, by taking you back to Friday morning. Uh, it was kind of funny in that there's, obviously with my job, um, there are times where my duties as a reporter and the Bucks' interests strategically as a franchise uh, mesh really well together. Friday was not one of those days. Um, the Bucks, if you remember, played a day early on Wednesday night, uh, got their last preseason game out of the way. So they were a day ahead of kind of the rest of the NFL, if you will, uh, had decided to kind of wait and try and hold off on their transactions as long as possible in terms of when they released them uh, so as not to give the rest of the league an advantage. You know, the sooner that the rest of the league knows who the Bucks cut, they know who they can be evaluating to pick up, they know uh, who the Bucks might be likely to pick up because they know who their 53 are. So... Uh, the Bucks, as a franchise, waited until Saturday afternoon. The, the deadline for uh, for cuts was Saturday at 4 p.m. is where they had to be into the NFL. And the Bucks waited until after Saturday. I forget how long it was, but maybe an hour after the deadline before they actually formally announced the cuts. Um, but what they didn't, uh, what they did do Friday is they had an open locker room, uh, which is when we kind of have. The opportunity to go through and talk to whoever comes into the Bucks locker room for about 45 minutes, um, and in doing so, um, I, I was able to figure out the entire 53-man roster, which was cool. I mean, it obviously you, you do a lot of legwork building up to a, a cutdown like this in terms of trying to build up relationships with uh, players and their coaches, and, and not coaches, but players and their their agents, their families, their college coaches, their high school coaches that you know, uh, to know as many people as possible. To where what you want to have is when a player finds out, you can find out as soon as possible. You don't have to wait till the Bucks send out that release that says, "Hey, we cut these 22 guys." Um, and Friday morning came together really well. You know, it's, it's a neat thing because uh, they had a meeting as a team early Friday, uh, kind of introduced the 53 they're going to be on the roster. Uh, big, big deal. Very emotional thing for players because not only are they making it, uh, the guy that was sitting next to them in meetings for months 
isn't making it. So it's an emotional time. It's a bittersweet time. Uh, you're, you're losing friends at work, if you will. Uh, but you also have this galvanizing effect of, hey, this is the 53. This is the guys uh, you're going to battle with for the next uh, 17 weeks. Uh, so it's a really neat thing in the locker because everyone you see, as soon as you see them, you realize they made the cut. Uh, and for the Bucks, that was a lot of surprising faces. I think the big storyline for me Friday morning was that four undrafted rookies made the cut to 53. And without spoilers to later in the podcast here, all four are still on the 53. A lot of times guys will make the roster initially, and then you have a wave of waiver claims where they decide that uh, the best receiver that was cut by this team halfway across the country is better than your receiver here, or uh, the tight end that got cut by this team is better than your fifth tight end. Uh, but the Bucks didn't make any waiver claims over the weekend, so... You have four undrafted rookies, guys that weren't among the 255, 253 players that were drafted, uh, still made this team. Some really neat stories. Guys we've talked about here on this podcast, uh, Alan Cross, the tight end from Memphis that we talked about last week, made the cut as a fifth tight end. Leonard Wester, uh, who played at Division II Missouri Western. Small school, barely on the draft radar until very late in the process. Uh, got a decent amount of money from the Bucks to come in as an undrafted free agent. Uh, and then two defensive linemen as well, Channing Ward, a defensive end from Mississippi, a guy who only had four starts in college, is on this team after really impressing them in uh, preseason, and a defensive tackle in Devontae Lambert. Um, I think at the beginning of the preseason, we had three undrafted rookies from Auburn that were going to try and make this team, Peyton Barber, the running back, and Casanova McKenzie, the linebacker. Uh, Devontae Lambert was probably the least likely of those three to make the cut. Uh, but, but has made it. He's their fourth defensive tackle right now. So that, more than anything else, was really the overriding story for me. Got to talk to all four of those guys. Uh, just a genuine joy for them. You know, this is a locker room that has guys that, uh, that have, you know, $50 million contracts, $100 million contracts. Um, and that's not the case with these guys at all. I mean, uh, Channing Ward signed for the Bucks for a $5,000 signing bonus. $5,000, which is what a practice squad player makes in one week. Uh, just an amazingly small amount of money. It's a penny stock, okay? It's the smallest possible investment you can imagine an NFL team making until you hear that Alan Cross, the tight end, signed for $2,000. Um, that's all it took for them to get Alan Cross to sign with them and not any other team in the NFL was $2,000. And then Devontae Lambert, no signing bonus at all. Uh, literally got him for free to come in as a as a tryout player, as, as an undrafted player, and take his chances on making the team. Really, really neat. Um, again, we'll get to these guys and talk a lot about more. First thing I want to do is make sure I plug some of the other great podcasts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't yet discovered uh, our Locked On NFL podcast, our national podcast, make sure you check it out. Make sure you're subscribing every day. Uh, Locked On Fantasy. I know you guys have fantasy teams. Got a daily podcast that can help you set your lineup each week, who to start, who to sit. Uh, make sure you check out our Locked On Fantasy podcast every weekday as well. Some great national podcasts. Uh, and honestly, we're up to 27 other team podcasts as well. Uh, but I want to take time now to run through every single position on this team. To take you through the cuts over the weekend, who made it, who missed it. Uh, it's always tough with these uh, Monday podcasts to keep it tight. I don't know. I'm going to probably be at least 25 minutes today. Might be a half hour because I got a lot of good reaction from you guys as well. But we'll start. You know, we laid things out pretty well over the weekend in terms of what we thought might happen, and there weren't that many surprises. 
Uh, quarterback, probably the least surprising position at all. Dirk Cutter had made it clear they were keeping three quarterbacks. They kept three quarterbacks. Uh, Jameis Winston is your starter. Mike Glennon is your backup. And Ryan Griffin has stuck as a number three. Uh, again, Ryan Griffin, the oldest of the three quarterbacks, has not taken a snap in the NFL. Uh, spent all of last year inactive as a number three quarterback. And will probably do the same all of this season unless there's an injury. All to set him up as the Bucks' number two quarterback in 2017 when Mike Lennon leaves by uh, free agency. Running back, very interesting. Only three running backs made the cut for the 53. We knew it would be Doug Martin and Charles Sims. The number three is Mike James. Uh, made this team after spending most of last year on the practice squad, after missing the last two games of the preseason with injury. Uh, he is the number three running back. Obviously brings a lot in special teams uh, and reliability. Uh, the Bucks did carry two running backs on the practice squad. So two guys we talked a lot about on this podcast in August. Uh, Peyton Barber and Russell Hansborough both made the cut uh, for the practice squad. So they'll have five running backs in practice, but only three of them are, are live or on the rosters for Sunday. Uh, receiver, so much in play at receiver over the last week here. Uh, and the five that made the cut, again, not that surprising, but lots of injuries that stepped in and, and were a factor in these decisions. We knew it would be Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson and Adam Humphreys. I think last week we probably knew that Russell Shepard was the fourth Uh and then Friday, we learned that Evan Spencer, uh, second-year guy from Ohio State, a uh, Redskins draft pick a year ago, the son of Bucks running back coach Tim Spencer. Uh, to Evan Spencer's the fifth receiver. Uh, very interesting. Had a bunch of injuries. We knew that Lewis Murphy would start the year on Pup. We saw Kenny Bell get a concussion on Wednesday. We saw Dante Dye get a hamstring uh, the weekend before and get cut. And then Bernard Reedy, who had made quite a case to be the fifth receiver, got most of the returns on Wednesday. Uh, turns out he has uh, a knee injury that he kind of aggravated Wednesday, has some torn meniscus, uh, had to have arthroscopic surgery. So he's out for a while. He's waived injured. And Evan Spencer steps in. So those are your five. Uh, perhaps the biggest news that came in Sunday uh, as the waivers came through. The Bucks didn't have any waivers, but they were able to uh, land a kid named Jeremy Butler onto their practice squad. Uh, definitely more experience for Jeremy Butler than you associate with a practice squad player. Uh, Jeremy was with the Ravens the last two seasons, uh, was on injured reserve in 2014 as an undrafted rookie with a shoulder injury. Uh, last year, missed the cut initially, uh, started the year in the practice squad, but then played. And in the final eight games of the season, Ravens had a ton of injuries at receiver last year. Remember, Steve Smith went down. A lot of their guys went down. Uh, had 31 catches for 363 yards in the last eight games of the season. Uh, 31 catches, that's more than Adam Humphreys had. Very much like Adam Humphreys last year in terms of a guy who stepped onto the roster as a result of multiple injuries and made a ton of plays. Uh, Jeremy Butler made plays again in this preseason. Uh, second in the NFL in the preseason in catches. Had 16 catches for 148 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, the two touchdowns ranks, I guess, tied for third in the NFL in the preseason. Year before, led the Ravens in the preseason in receiving. Uh, and was fairly efficient. Those 16 catches I mentioned came on 20 targets. So that's an 80% catch rate. Uh, very promising receiver. Uh, a guy that did not make the cut in Baltimore when they had, uh, obviously, you got Steve Smith back there. Uh, you got a first-round draft pick in Brashad Perriman. You got a veteran in Mike Wallace. Uh, they brought back a kid from UCF named Kamar Aiken, who also stepped up last year. Uh, they actually went and signed Devin Hester yesterday to take over on their returns. Uh, but Butler's a guy a lot like, if you remember last year, the Bucks signed a guy named Howard Jones. Uh, who had been on the Steelers' practice squad, was cut by the Steelers, uh, and the Bucks convinced him to come down to Tampa 
A month later, he's on the 53, finishes up with five sacks, and is now on the roster. So that's certainly the hope for what Jeremy Butler can do for them. Uh, he's a very viable threat to the Bucks that are on the 53-man roster right now as a guy that could be active as soon as he gets the playbook figured out. So you give him uh, three, four weeks to get acclimated. I think he's somebody you could easily have uh, in a Bucks uniform on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, really neat story, though. He's from Sarasota, went to Booker High School down in Sarasota. Uh, had to go a long, winding path to get to the NFL. Went to two California JUCOs. Uh, read the college. College of Sequoias out in California. Uh, thought he was going to Louisiana Tech as a walk-on. It didn't work out. Uh, wound up at Tennessee Martin. Uh, shout out to the Skyhawks. Um, and had two great years at UT Martin. Uh, had 51 catches for 750 yards and 10 touchdowns as a junior. And then huge numbers in 13 as a senior. 90 catches for 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. Uh, this guy is 6'2", 218. Uh, again, very promising. So among all the new names I can bring to you, uh, the big one is Jeremy Butler this weekend. Very excited uh, to see what he can do um, sneaking his way onto this 53-man roster. Tight end was probably the newsiest position on Friday uh, when these cuts were actually made, and that the Bucks kept five tight ends, far more than we thought they would. We had kind of thought four all of preseason. And not among those five tight ends is draft pick Danny Vitale, uh, who got cut, uh, has been claimed by the Buffalo Bills, is now a member of another NFL team. So a guy that Bucks fans were very interested in. We talked a lot in the preseason about his versatility, being a super back, being an H-back, a fullback, a tight end. Uh, didn't make the cut here. Uh, we don't exactly know why. I definitely think they wanted him to be more physical, uh, more of a blocker, somebody they were confident as an extension of their run game. Uh, instead, as we mentioned, the Bucks keep Allen Cross from Memphis, undrafted rookie. They also keep Brandon Myers, a guy that most people had written off. Uh, Brandon Myers was inactive for the last five games of last season as a healthy scratch uh, due to make, I think it's $1.75 million this year. Uh, so very impressive. Again, it's only Monday of game week. They could still make a move. But right now, uh, it's a neat story that Brandon Myers made the cut. Brandon's a guy that was uh, used to be an 80-catch tight end with the Raiders, has seen his production drop off four years in a row, uh, was more of a 40-50 catch tight end with the Giants and came here. I think he had 22 catches his first year. Only had 12 last year. Uh, but again, Brandon Myers is a guy that can do a lot of things, uh, can certainly block a little bit better probably than uh, Danny Vitale showed he could. Uh, and now you get five tight ends. I imagine only four of them are, are dressing on a Sunday. Uh, but that's a curious position. I think it speaks well to the Bucks using a lot of two tight end sets. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, Austin Sferian Jenkins and Luke Stocker, Brait and Stocker. When they line up with Austin Sferian Jenkins and Brait, that's very much like a four-receiver look for them. Uh, so intrigued to see how Dirk Cutter uses all those tight ends uh, to give him flexibility to run out of certain things, to pass out of certain things, to make it harder for opponents to know his play call best based on his personnel out there. So that's what you have at tight end. Offensive line, not a whole lot of surprises there. They only kept nine offensive linemen. Uh, we kind of knew the starters going in, so you still have Donovan Smith and Kevin Pamphill, Joe Hawley, Ali Marpet, and DeMar Dotson as your starting five. Uh, the first two to make the cut as backups as we expected were Evan Smith on the interior, Goster Sherrillis on the outside at tackle, uh, and then the two that made the cut as the last two backups are undrafted rookie Leonard Wester. Uh, good kid was kind of the second left tackle all of preseason. And then Caleb Beninock, uh, who was a rookie from UCLA, missed almost the whole preseason uh, with a foot-ankle injury, uh, came in and played maybe 40 snaps Wednesday night, definitely showed enough where the team was confident, wanting to keep him part of their plans. Uh, he'll probably be inactive most of the time on a Sunday, uh, as long as everybody's healthy. 
uh, but definitely part of their future in terms of a young guy who can play guard, who can play tackle, who can do a lot of things. He's in the same boat that Kevin Pample was two years ago, uh, making this team but not necessarily having an immediate role with the Bucks. They did keep two guys on their practice squad, uh, two guys we've talked about a lot here on the podcast, Ben Gottschalk and Josh Allen. Um, guys you might not have heard that much about, but uh, two guys who have not played in the NFL but have been with the Bucks for a couple seasons trying to make the cut. Uh, ben Gottschalk, his Twitter handle is Pizza on the Beach. Uh, very neat to see him get it. He's a guy that's bounced around the NFL for about three years and is now here on the practice squad. He's been there before. Uh, Josh Allen, a guy that almost made the cut a year ago, got hurt, spent some time on the practice squad. Both those guys have guard center flexibility uh, and can kind of give you some depth on the practice squad. So those are the 11 offensive linemen you have there. You can flip to the defensive side now. Uh, defensive line, the Bucks uh, decided to keep uh, 10 offensive, 10 defensive linemen. Sorry, losing my numbers here. Uh, Bucks kept 10 defensive linemen. Obviously, we mentioned two of them were undrafted rookies in Channing Ward and in Devontae Lambert. They're keeping six ends. Uh, Courtney Brown missed the cut again. Uh, we've mentioned that Courtney Brown uh, has now been cut 11 times by seven teams. Uh, Bucks have now cut him twice. Um, you feel bad for Courtney Brown. He's used to this. He actually... Uh, got in for his first NFL action last year, uh, but Courtney, Bell, Courtney Brown just didn't quite have enough to uh, to make the cut at end. Uh, so your six ends, if you will, are obviously uh, Robert Ayers and Will Golston. That'll be your, your starting kind of against-the-run type defensive ends. Uh, two very promising pass rushers and third-down guys that will make a lot of plays uh, on third down and certainly on first down as well. Ian Noah Spence the rookie second-round draft pick, and Jacquees Smith. Uh, Jacquees being a guy that had six-and-a-half sacks last year. Uh, big plays in the first two years he's been with the Bucks. And then Howard Jones makes the cut as the fifth end, and Channing Ward makes it as the sixth end. I imagine only five of them will probably be active on game days. So Channing Ward kind of gets to, to ease his way in the NFL, if you will. But uh, Channing Ward is a guy that can make a case to play just because he plays special teams. Um can come down and, and come on kick coverage, on punt coverage, even though he's a D lineman. Uh, those are your six DNs. At tackle inside, we've known all along that it's going to be Gerald McCoy, Clinton McDonald, and Akeem Spence. Uh, probably would not have seen that Devontae Lambert is that fourth defensive tackle. Uh, beat out two NFL guys with experience in Cliff Matthews and A.J. Francis. They're both gone completely. Uh, Devontae Lambert, a guy that was part of a very talented uh, defense at Auburn uh, last year. Uh, smaller guys, only about 282, uh, but made plays. Uh, came in and, and made plays in the preseason, and they like his upside. So it's neat to see the Bucks uh, going with youth, going with upside there. That's your 10 defensive linemen. As a result of carrying 10 defensive linemen, we only have five linebackers on the roster. Uh-huh. <coughs> Probably the biggest news Friday of the cuts was Danny Vitale getting cut, but another big part of it is that Luke Rhodes is not at all part of this team. Uh, Luke Rhodes, we kept talking about, uh, Friday, I probably thought he was on this team. Um, but if you go back to Wednesday night, how well the Redskins ran the ball in rushing for 245 yards against the Buccaneers. Uh, what hurts Luke Rhodes is that he's the middle linebacker uh, for most of that defense. So I think his size, his physicality against the run hurt him a little bit. Uh, so the Bucks decide, obviously we knew their starters were Levante David and Quan Alexander and Daryl Smith. Uh, but Devontae Bond... The draft pick from Oklahoma is your fourth linebacker. And Adarius Glanton is your fifth. Uh, Adarius was on this team last year, picked up midway through the season, made some plays on special teams. 
uh, local kid from Lakeland, played at FAU, uh, and made the cut. Beat out a lot of promising rookies and young guys. They do have two rookie, uh, two linebackers, I should say, that made the cut on the practice squad as well. Josh Kyes, a guy that played a little bit last year from Boston College, good kid on special teams. Josh is on the practice squad. Is is Micah Awe, a uh, guy we've talked about on the, on the podcast here from Texas Tech, undrafted rookie, smart kid, uh, definitely promise, uh, showed some promise and made some flash there on the practice squad. Really impressed Mike Smith with the way he played. So Micah Awe is also on the practice squad. That means uh, a couple guys that didn't make the cut. Jeremiah George did not make the cut. Uh, and Luke Rhodes didn't make the cut. Luke Rhodes didn't even get the practice squad. He's a guy that's going to have some uh, tryouts here in the next couple days. Could very easily be on a practice squad at the end of this week. Uh, but is on the outside looking in right now. A little bit surprised by that. Uh, the Bucks did keep 10 defensive backs. Um, big question going into the cuts last week was whether Jonathan Banks would be the fifth corner, whether Josh Robinson would be the fifth corner. Uh, they both made the cut. Bucks keeping six corners. That reflects them uh, knowing they're going to play a lot of nickel defense with three corners on the field. Uh, so you have your top four that we kind of knew about and Vernon Hargraves and Brent Grimes and Alteron Werner and Jude Ajay Barima. Uh, and then you have Jonathan Banks as the fifth corner and, uh, and Josh Robinson as the sixth. Uh, so good depth there. Banks obviously played well in the preseason, uh, had a nice breakup on fourth down Wednesday night, and helped uh, you know, keep himself from getting cut, keep himself from getting traded. Um, you have four safeties as well. Three of them we certainly knew in Chris Conte and uh, Bradley McDougal and Keith Tandy. And then Ryan Smith uh, locked up a job as the fourth safety. I uh, got it may or may not get a look on kickoff returns. Um, you know, with Reedy, with Die being cut, we don't really know who the kickoff return is going to be for the guy, for the Bucks. Um, Dirk Cutter had mentioned it could be Charles Sims, it could be Adam Humphreys, um, could be Ryan Smith. So we will see. That's probably the biggest question mark in terms of things I actually don't know about this team. I don't know who's going to line up deep for that opening kickoff on Sunday. That's something we'll figure out as the week goes on. Uh, your specialists, all as expected. Roberto Aguayo. Was not cut, despite that bad start. Uh, Second-round draft pick from FSU will be the Bucks' kicker this year. Uh, as a tangent, I want to mention the Bucks had, at one point after the draft, the Bucks had five kickers and punters on their roster that are now starters in the NFL, which is wild. Uh, obviously, they chose to keep Brian Anger as their punter here. They cut Jake Shum. Jake Shum is now the Packers' starting punter. Uh, they decided to keep Aguayo, immediately cut Connor Barth and Pat Murray. Connor Barth is now the Bears' kicker. Uh, got cut by the Saints. He's already cut. He's already signed with the Bears. Uh, they pushed Robbie Gold out. So, Connor uh, Barth will actually come to Tampa with the Bears this year uh, and go up against the team that cut him. Uh, and Pat Murray uh, made it as the Browns kicker. So, all of those guys are starting in the NFL. It's wild to think that the Bucks had uh, four starting specialists on their team and still spent a second-round draft pick on a kicker in April. But, uh, obviously, Roberto Aguayo finished the preseason very strong, went 9-for-9 nine nine in his last two games. Uh, some big long field goals, uh, 48, 49, 50-yard field goals. Uh, and Andrew DePaula is your long snapper. So we have run through all 53 guys, the cast of characters that will be your uh, bucks for 2016. You know, I got really good interaction from, from you guys on Twitter. Uh, last night I had asked you guys kind of who your biggest surprises were, uh, who you liked to see, who you were disappointed was cut. I got lots of good responses. And we'll run through here and talk about these a little bit. Uh, the first thing that pops up in terms of your responses, who you were surprised, uh, Robert Green, guy that talks here on the, on the comments on the podcast a lot. Robert Green uh, at Pinnacle3 on Twitter 
says he's happy and excited that Bucks is in that Banks is in the mix. Also Ryan Smith, uh, a little disappointed by Vitali not making it. That's very true, um, and, and I think a lot of Bucks fans were intrigued by Vitali, uh, liked him just from the upside standpoint. Uh, the folks at Northwestern obviously spoke very highly of him, of his uh, versatility as something that was going to make plays all over the field. Thought we might see him in the slot. Um, and didn't necessarily see that production in the preseason. And at first, you kind of wonder, like, are they hiding him? Are they uh, trying to kind of keep him under wraps? Um, and didn't never really see that much from him. So if you look at the production, uh, if you take away who these guys are, where they were drafted, where they were invested, um, they really like what they have in Alan Cross. In talking to Brandon Myers, uh, said a guy has just many hidden talents, just a guy you're going to root for. Alan Cross... Uh, didn't have a college scholarship out of high school. Went to Memphis as a walk-on long snapper. Uh, they had a coaching change after one year. Uh, Justin Fuente, the coach, went to him and said, like, hey, man, you want to play tight end? And he's like, uh, sure, man, yeah, let's do that. Uh, very laid-back guy, kind of country kid from uh, from Millington, Tennessee. Um, he's the guy we talked to last week on the podcast. I think we mentioned this, but uh, Alan Cross, his nickname on the team is Mike Honcho. Uh, Mike Honcho is a nod to uh, Talladega Nights. Um, the the Talladega Nights is the Ricky Bobby movie with uh, Will Ferrell, and they have the the two uh, NASCAR racers. And the second one is this uh, Cal, Cal Naughton Jr. And there's this scene where uh, Cal Naughton is talking to to Will Ferrell uh, in the hospital bed, and he tells him wants to make sure he knows that he posed as a male model once under the name Mike Honcho. Uh, he kind and. John C. Riley, the actor that, that plays Cal Naughton in the movie, kind of has that bushy, uh, you know, bushy hair, red beard, very much looks like Alan Cross. So the, the Bucks teammates that so kindly uh, graced him with his nickname is spot on. Like we ran a picture online of the two of them of Alan Cross's mugshot and a shot of John C. Riley from Talladega Nights, and they very much uh, line up. You know, it'd be uh, separated at birth kind of thing. Anyway, uh, just speaking to Danny Vitale, why he's not here. Uh, Kayvon Willingham on Twitter says, I'm happy they kept Roberto Aguayo. I'm disappointed they cut Russell Hansborough, but we got him back via practice squad. I will say, more than any other player in this roster, there is a unusual support and excitement for Russell Hansborough. Um, I did not see that much from Russ in the preseason. Averaged less than three yards a carry. I think he had uh, a nice catch where he caught like a screen pass in the first game and made a play, uh, but never got a look on returns. Um, but like I said, I get more people telling me they like Russell Hansborough. I don't know if I got Missouri alums on my timeline, uh, but lots of people that really like Russell Hansborough and see something. The Bucks obviously did too. Uh, it'll be curious in that the Bucks did not. I worried or wondered that the Bucks would sign a third running back off waivers. Uh, Mike James, interestingly, has practice squad eligibility, so if they wanted to, they could sign a third running back and could still do this this week, I guess. Um, and be confident that Mike James wouldn't get picked up by somewhere else and they could bring him back on the practice squad and kind of have him ready to call up as another running back if they wanted to. Uh, but for now, it's Russell Hansborough and uh, Peyton Barber, the practice squad. Uh, Joseph A. Perez, Buck Joe, tweets, uh, I was disappointed that both Vitali and Luke Rhodes were cut. I thought Rhodes played well enough to make the roster. Uh, you certainly, based on production, can make that case. Um, Luke Rhodes had 17 tackles in the preseason. Uh, saw more snaps than any linebacker on the Bucks. Was very consistently their second Mike linebacker uh, behind Quan Alexander, uh, and yet didn't make the cut. Again, I mentioned earlier. I think his run defense might have hurt him a little bit. 
Uh, I mean, Luke Rhodes was a great story, kid that came in from, from William and Mary, uh, you know, D2 school, uh, 1AA school, and, and really from the start here impressed. I, I'm surprised uh, that he's not here at least as a practice squad kid, but that could change too. Uh, this, this practice squad could very much see some tweaking and changes. Uh, last year, the first practice squad, two guys were cut after one practice. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's that there. Uh, Douglas Sean O'Connor, another guy that, that uh, certainly comments a lot here on the podcast, said uh, he's excited. He said Bond, Devontae Bond, and his tackle for loss and sack numbers in junior college in Oklahoma are outstanding. Uh, he said Anthony Kelly's speed side ratio is ridiculous. Anthony Kelly, not a name I would have expected to hear among the disappointments. Anthony Kelly was an undrafted rookie, uh, didn't make it through. Uh, I think he got cut after rookie minicamp. We're going back to May now, so... Um, can't remember much about Anthony Kelly. He hasn't surfaced anywhere else in the NFL. But was definitely a guy that was promising as a small school kid coming out of the draft. Uh, John Schuzer, John Schuzer at Jay Schuzer on Twitter says, I liked the keeping of Cross, but was disappointed about Vitalian Rhodes. Definitely Vitalian Rhodes, to be clear, the two guys you were most surprised by. Uh, I was definitely surprised by Vitali. And again, would have thought Rhodes was on this team. That's definitely a testament to uh, Alan Cross being a guy I didn't pick up on very well, didn't really write about until this last week of camp. Uh, Shay Banix, SB on Twitter, says he's happy they cut Jonathan, happy they kept Jonathan Banks and disappointed they cut Vitaly. You know, Banks is a guy that's a total wild card here. If they take an injury at corner, he could be a starter on this team. Um, I would say right now he's probably there as, as injury insurance. Uh, will play on special teams. I think Banks is a guy that's going to be a gunner and make plays. Um, very motivated kid. We talked to him Wednesday night after the game, and he was made it clear that he was confident if he didn't make the Bucks, he was going to make another team. Uh, he's a fourth-year kid, so he's an unrestricted free agent next spring. Very much will want to put himself in position to uh, get a good contract next spring. Uh, but right now is, is kind of, you know, he's the fifth corner. He's on the outside looking in in terms of relevant football for this team. We're very interested to see how Banks responds and what he does to make something of this season for himself. Our last reply... From uh, Kefi Dotor, legend of Kefi, says, excited about Ryan Smith, disappointed about Luke Rhodes. Uh, Ryan Smith is a guy that, again, right now as a fourth safety isn't likely to play much. I'm not even sure if he'd be active on game day. Uh, but the kickoff returns are one thing where he could really surprise. That's his chance to uh, find a niche on this team, uh, kind of get on the 46, if you will. You make the 53, you want to get on the 46. Those are the 46 that get to dress on Sundays and are active on Sundays. Uh, anyway, we're at the 30-minute mark, so I'm going to try and wrap things up here. Uh, lots of great interaction with you guys. I want to make sure you know, anytime you want to give me a comment, a question, a suggestion, uh, hit me up, please. Uh, you can email me at LockedOnBucks at gmail.com. Uh, can comment and reply and ask questions on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks on Twitter. And uh, you can hit me up. My personal account on Twitter is at Greg Allman. That's G-R-E-G-A-U-M-A-N. So lots to wrap up here. I hope we did a good job of, of covering the weekend and the cuts, uh, the 53 guys that are the Buccaneers right now for 2016. We will wrap things up. Uh, tomorrow we'll start spinning forward looking at Atlanta. Lots to get to there as well. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com, this is Greg Allman. Thanks again for listening to the Locked on Bucks podcast. We will talk to you tomorrow. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. By singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. 
Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.